Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 87 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. Looking forward to getting in the show today. I think we got a good one. We got a good interview with David still coming up here in a little bit. Um, but before we get into that, I want to jump into the breakdown, same way we start the show every week, just by talking about some of the stuff that's going on with the Colorado Exos. So if you've been following along, the Colorado Exos defeated Pathway 404 by a score of 52-28. to I've been informed that the score on the graphic was wrong, so it actually was 52-28. to 28. Um, I know they went down two scores pretty early in the match. The XOs did, and it wasn't really looking good for them. Um, but they've proven kind of so far this year that they are a second-half team. was the case again on Saturday. I had a huge second half, stormed back. Uh, I think they were down by – I think they were down 21-14 at half, stormed back, ended up winning 52-28. to 28. So really lit up the scoreboard with a bunch of tries there. I think they had eight in total. And I, this was a match, if you listened to the show last week, I was I was interested to see how it was going to play out um, because this is a solid win for them over a true MLR Academy side, kind of their first one that they've really faced. Um, so I was, I was excited to see how it was going to go. I was excited to see how they were going to match up and how they were going to answer the bell when it came time to do so, and they did, and they won because of it. So it's a good win for them. Uh, and you can you can tell just by watching the clips and just from from the few things that have come out from the game, uh, they really are starting to get it. They really are starting to really look like rugby players, look like a rugby team. David talks about that a little bit in the interview we have coming up here. Um, but it's really cool to see it. And like I said, it was a big win for them. And they'll have their hands full again this week. It's kind of a similar situation. They're back on the road this weekend for a match against Rugby HTX on Sunday. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. I don't think this one will be streamed either, unfortunately. Um, but it's going to be another solid test for them against another MLR Academy side. So, again, this will be interesting to see how they stack up and how they play out. Um, they've kind of proven that they can play with anybody that they've played against thus far. I don't anticipate that being any different this weekend. But I am looking forward to see the result. Um, you know, it's hard to, it's kind of hard to bet against them right now. I think that's their fourth win in the row. And the only match that they've lost was in that first, you know, match against the all-star team in L.A. Um, and it looks like that one was one that was lost in the last 10 minutes. So uh, they've they've been in a position to win every match that they've played. I would think that would be the same this weekend. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Uh, looking forward to seeing some of the clips that come out of that match. So as always, I will be keeping up with it on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby. So make sure you're following along if you want to kind of see what I have to say about some of the stuff going on in the match as it's happening. Uh, be texting with people that are there, of course, as I have been doing every week. And of course, that is all building up to next week when the Exos will take on the Hartford Harpooners at Infinity Park on Saturday, May 8th. So that match will be closed to the public, but it will be live streamed. So make sure you check that one out. 
Uh, I'm, I'm pumped for that one. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching him play live and in person again after that first week that I went down and watched. Looking forward to seeing all the progress that the, that's been made over the last three months now. Um, it'll be an exciting one. So we'll have a lot more stuff on that next week, of course. Um, working hard to get in a couple more interviews for that. Uh, and I'll have a little bit more to talk about that as we kind of keep our working our way through the show. So with that, we'll go ahead and jump into all the rugby that you can watch this weekend. It's quite a bit of rugby to watch, which is always exciting. So we'll go ahead and start off stateside. We've got the 2021 Division I Women's Collegiate Rugby National Championship between Life Women and Lindenwood Women uh, at 6 p.m. Mountain Time on Saturday. And you can catch that match on ForTheFans.com. So if you're looking to catch some of the women's game and the college game, make sure you check that out. And then transition into the Rainbow Cup. It looks like we just have two matches this weekend. We have DHL Stormers for Cell Sea Sharks. I'm going to get that by the end of the year, I promise, guys. Tri it trips me up, but I will get it by the end of the year. Uh, but that match is on Saturday at 5.55 a.m. And then we have the Vodacom Bulls versus Emirates Lions on Saturday at 10.55 a.m. You can catch both of those matches on ESPN+. Moving into Premiership Rugby, they are off until May 7th while the European Challenge Cup finishes up. And, uh, yeah, so the European Challenge Cup, like I just mentioned, got Leicester Tigers versus Ulster Rugby on Friday at 1 p.m. And then you have Bath versus Montpelier on Saturday at 1 p.m. I'm sorry for butchering that. Please don't come for me. Uh, moving into the Heineken Champions Cup, we've got Toulouse versus Bordeaux Beagles and then uh, La Rochelle versus Leinster. Um, both that game is on Saturday. The, the first game, excuse me, is on Saturday at 8 a.m. And then the La Rochelle versus Leinster match is on Sunday at 8 a.m. Uh, you can catch the Challenge Cup and the Champions Cup on Peacock if you're looking to watch any of those matches. Uh, Lions Premier Allianz, excuse me, I, I messed that up again. The Allianz Premier 15 is off until May 8th. Uh, so we're still kind of waiting for that to come back. Super Rugby Australia, we got the semifinal this weekend. We've got the Brumbies versus Western Force on Saturday at 3.45 a.m. Catch that match. And then on uh, we got Super Rugby Aotearoa. This is round 10. So this is the final round until the final round until we have the championship next week. So we've got the Blues. Or excuse me. We have the Hurricanes versus the Highlanders at 1.05 a.m. on Friday morning. And we got the Blues versus the Chiefs at 10.35 p.m. on Friday night. You can catch all three of those matches, uh, Super Rugby semi Australia semifinal, and then the two Super Rugby Aotearoa round 10 matches. Uh, on ESPN Fan's YouTube page, Super Rugby has been pushing that out for American viewers, so that is the way to watch. The broadcasts always start a few minutes after the matches have started, I've noticed, unfortunately. That's kind of annoying. Um, so, you know, I'll be logging on at 10.30 tomorrow or on Friday night, and, you know, I will be waiting for it to go. And, and it's always, you know, it starts a few minutes late, and then it's six minutes into the match when it does finally come up on the screen. Just frustrating, but I'm glad we can watch it. Uh, so make sure you check that out. That's going to be good stuff. My DNVR Rugby Pick of the Week has been a tough go these last couple of weeks, um, but I'm taking the Blues minus 12.5 over the Chiefs. The Chiefs are playing the Crusaders in the final round next weekend, so they are resting a ton of players. It should be an easy one for the Blues. You can check out all the picks that I've made this year on the DNVR Bets show, and if you're you know looking to win some money, Make sure you check out the NVR Bets podcast streaming every weekday. Check it out. Those guys are good at gambling. I'm having a tough a tough go, like I said, but looking forward to getting back on the horse this weekend, going into the, the championship round with some good momentum. So uh, that does it for the DNVR Rugby Pick of the Week. 
Let's go ahead and jump into the Major League Rugby fixtures this weekend. We've got the New England Free Jacks at San Diego Legion. That match will take place at the Los Angeles Coliseum as San Diego is still trying to get their, you know, their home ground situation worked out. That match is on Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time. You can catch that on the Rugby Network. Uh, next match on the schedule, we've got Old Glory DC at Los Angeles Guiltinis. That one is also at the Los Angeles Coliseum, so you have a little you know, L.A. Coliseum doubleheader there. That's on Saturday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and that's on Fox Sports 2. Moving into Sunday, we've got Toronto Arrows at Nola Gold. That's at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. You can catch that one on the Rugby Network. And then final match of the weekend, we've got Rugby United New York at the Seattle Seawolves on Sunday at 6 p.m. Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network. That's a big one for Seattle if you've been following along. Seattle has not got off to the best start of all time, but they haven't played a home match yet. This is their first of two um, in consecutive weeks, so this will be a big one for them. Um, they need to get, you know, they need to right the ship before it's too late. Uh, a couple of other ones I'm looking forward to watching. I think Toronto's been on a big tear. Uh, that'll be a good match. And NOLA is very, you know, they win one, they lose one. They win one, they lose one. So I think they're due for a win. So that one should be a good one. And then, of course, uh, watching the Guiltinis is kind of appointment television right now. They're steamrolling through everybody. Looking forward to checking that one out as well. So only got four matches this week uh, due to some bye weeks and stuff like that. So it'll be a lighter week, a very manageable, palatable week of rugby. So you could you could fit all these matches in if you really wanted to, if you set your schedule for it. Uh, I'm going to try to do my best to squeeze as many in as I can. And that'll do it for all the rugby that you can watch this weekend. So with that, we'll go ahead and jump on the interview portion of the show. I'm very pleased to have Colorado XO fullback David Still on the show this week. Um, David Still has been a guy that's been really fun to watch. I know I talked about it on the podcast last week. He's one of the guys that have caught my eye. So I do my best to track him down this week, ask him a couple questions. So David Still is the leading try scorer for the Colorado XOs through six matches. He has five tries. Um, arguably probably the biggest hitter on the team. We get into that in the show a little bit. I've seen some chatter on social media about it. But every time he's making a tackle, every video I feel like come out is it's he's cutting people in half. The ball pops loose, turns into a big play. Um, and that kind of comes from his college days, his high school days. He played literally all over the defense for Saginaw Valley State when he was in college. Very versatile high school player. He talked about how he's playing quarterback. He's playing receiver. He's playing middle linebacker. He's playing defensive end. He's playing safety. He literally did everything. And as you can probably imagine, that versatility is paying off huge uh, in rugby because he's doing everything again. That's literally his job. So we talked about some of his favorite tackles that he's made this year, talked about some of the favorite tries that he scored this year and why he's the biggest hitter on the team. So with that, we're going to kick it to my conversation with Colorado XO fullback David Still. <laughs> All right, now welcome on to the show, Colorado XO fullback David Still. David, how's it going, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Uh, so, David, the first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is just can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? All right, so I'm from a town in New Jersey. It's called Glassboro, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It's not that big town. It's towards South Jersey near like Atlantic City. They're interesting. I've never been up there. So, uh, what am I missing in New Jersey? Well, you're missing the beach, man. You you know you got to get. I don't have no beaches or anything. I know it's tough. It's a tough life out here. <laughs> so, David, uh, w- tell me about you growing up. What kind of sports did you play as a kid? Um, I know you're a football guy, and we'll, we'll get to your football career a little bit, but what were you doing when you were a little kid? When I was a little kid, I played football, basketball, baseball. I was pretty much in every sport. I even ran track. 
Mm-hmm. I just my mom just kept me active when I was younger. Yeah. And when did you decide that football was something you wanted to take seriously? Um, probably about the fifth or sixth grade. Uh huh. That's when I really decided I wanted to take this serious and do something great with it. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about your football career then? Uh, what was it like? I've heard high school football in New Jersey is uh, kind of crazy. Uh, so what was it like? How would you get recruited to uh, Saginaw Valley State where you ended up going to college? If you could kind of just take us through that that timeline up to college. Um, and so in high school, I played pretty much every position. I played defensive end, linebacker, safety, uh, wide receiver. Your utility um, man. Yeah, I, I was. I, yeah, I was playing everything. I even played wild wildcat quarterback at one point in time. Yeah. Um, I had a coach. Well, my dad knew a coach from Saginaw Valley, and he came and watched me play in the game. He seen how versatile I was playing every position, and he decided that that, that was going to be my next step. And so a few months later, fast forward. I was headed to Michigan. Uh-huh. Did you like Michigan? Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't like, like the cold. Yeah. But in the summer or in the spring, it was nice. It was hot. But once the winter came, it wasn't a nice place to be. Yeah, I've, I've been to Michigan a couple times in the summer. It seems like a very lovely state in the summer. I know I had Lean A on a couple months ago. And he was kind of saying the same thing. Kind of tough to go from uh, uh, California, like Lean A, to Michigan for those winters. Oh, yeah. Michigan, compared to New Jersey coming from the sun and beach, Michigan was a lot just cold. Yeah. And that, that got to me a little bit. Yeah, I, I could believe it. Uh, so I was very curious about what position you played, and it sounds like you kind of did everything. Is that kind of the same was that the same case when you went to college too, or did you kind of specialize on one thing on defense? No, uh, same thing in college. I actually I stopped playing offense in college my sophomore year. Yeah. Then I played defense. I was playing defense then linebacker. That's pretty much the two that I stayed focused on throughout my college career. But I like playing receiver in college, but playing two sides of the ball that was kind of getting to me so I didn't have time to like go to practice for one one side of the ball right usually I would go to one practice we had two practices like we do now so I'll, the first practice I'd be on offense the second I'd be on defense yeah and the coach, just put them on defense we could find other players yeah yeah I can imagine that's tough to learn literally the entire playbook instead of just half of it <laughs> Yeah. That's, a lot, that's a lot of stuff to remember for sure. So that must yeah. be a nice thing about rugby then, right? You you do kind of get to do a little bit of everything. It sounds like that's kind of what you enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I, I prefer just playing defense, but I like the, how, how rugby is set up. So my defense is my offense at times. Right. That's a good way to put it. I haven't really thought of it like that before. Uh, so David, what happened after college? Did you have any? Did you have any pro football opportunities? Is that something that you were pursuing, or or just kind of how did you end up with the XOs? So after college, I was working out, training, getting ready for a combine. I was actually going to fly, come home to Temple in Philadelphia for an NFL combine, and I flew home 
And the day that I was getting ready to go for my combine, everything was shut down because of COVID. Uh-huh. And after that, I never really got a chance to do anything again. Mm-hmm. So then how did the XO opportunity come about? Peter was teaching me for a while. And I was actually supposed to come out in, what was it, November? Yeah, the first I, camp was in November. Yeah, I had my mom's wedding, so I couldn't come. But then I finally got the chance to come out. And ever since I've enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good. Did you know anything about rugby when you kind of heard of this opportunity, or or is this like completely new to you? I didn't know anything at all about rugby before this. Yeah. So was it was it kind of like a scary decision to to come out here, or how did you how did you decide to do that? I mean, I thought about it. I talked to my parents, talked to other family members. I started watching film on rugby, and I think that it's it's not that much different from football. Yeah, it's still, it's no pads, it's, you're in a line, it's not really, you don't really get breaks, it's more like soccer. Yeah. I feel like I can adjust to anything. Right. And I know you mentioned that you're liking it so far. What specifically are you liking about playing so far? To be honest, I like the, I, I like the culture in rugby, how I like, we're from everywhere. You can meet someone from across the world just playing the sports and you all have that that one thing in common, but with football, it's like you play in America. It's a big thing in America. You go around people, you play rugby, and it's like, man, that's amazing. Everyone across the world plays this sport. Yeah, I know. I think that's something that a lot of people say. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying it. You've been one of the guys that I've seen, you know, so far. I traveled down to New Orleans with you guys at the beginning of the season. And I've talked about it on the podcast before, but, like, you're you're very impressive. And, like, the, I remember the first, maybe it was even, like, your first touch of the season. And you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we are in New Orleans, and it was like a counterattack, and the ball kind of bounced over your head, and you, you very nonchalantly, like, turned around picked it up and then you just took it 80 meters you didn't you didn't score but you, you took it 80 meters and that's how i was like holy cow this guy this guy could really play and you really have so far um so i guess one of the things i wanted to ask is like you're leading you're leading try score for the xos this season with five based on my count so what's the key to scoring tries that you've learned so far this season i mean i take it i picture it as like i pay attention to the way defenses move how they react when they kick. Like, coaches are big on us about how we spread the field after a kick, and I pay attention. Like, after the first two kicks, I'm really uh, getting down how how the defense is going to react to me returning the kick. Uh-huh. So based on their movement, that's how I make my decisions. And I kind of use my, my vision from football and my film, how I used to watch film for football and I – I put two and two together, and that's how I break down defenses. That's interesting. I'm, that's what I was going to ask, like how you learn that, but you just kind of went into that. Um, and I would I would guess that carrying the ball, I mean, very recently probably helped, right? Like doing all that different stuff in college is probably a benefit now that you are. It's your job to literally do everything. Yes. And then I, I guess this, does playing fullback kind of feel like you're playing safety? Yeah, fullback, I have a lot of fun. I just feel a bit like safety and middle linebacker because I get to I get to see everything that everyone's doing. Like in football, at middle linebacker, I was seeing what my defensive line was doing. I was seeing what the offensive line was doing. I'll be able to tell if a, a line was pulling or 
if it was a pass play, if they were pass blocking. So fullback is pretty much the same thing. I can tell the kicker, the tenant's getting ready to kick or whoever their kicker is, and I can call those things out from my other teammates. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense to me. And I know you're talking about playing middle linebacker, you're talking about playing safety. Um, I've seen, especially on social media these last couple of days, David, who is the hardest hitter on the team? I would say me. I would say, I'd probably say you or Jalen too. I feel like that's the, the top two two front runners, right? Yeah. Has it been an adjustment to learn to tackle without pads on, or has it been pretty seamless? I think the first day when they were telling us we had to tackle and have our head on the back hip, that was a big adjustment for me. But after that, it was pretty much basic info for me. Yeah. Do you have a, a tackle that kind of sticks out to you that you've made this season? Um, probably in Atlanta, our last game, when I tackled their 11 after he had a line break, and it was just me and him one-on-one. Yeah. That was probably one of my best tackles as as a rugby player so far. And that's interesting you say that, David. I was talking to Malik yesterday after practice, and uh, I was asking him just, you know, what, what it was like playing against uh, 404 and and all that stuff, and and he said uh, he was kind of worried at the beginning of the game because it wasn't it was not really going great. It sounded like you guys went down a couple scores pretty early, and he said he mentioned that tackle specifically. He said that's like kind of when the momentum shifted, is when David, you know, lit up the wing who was kind of having a good game, and then he just wasn't the same after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw you had another one down at the goal line. That one looked pretty nice too. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And that's an interesting, that's another thing I was talking to Malik about. Another thing I've talked on the podcast is like, I feel like you guys really don't miss a whole lot of tackles one-on-one. Is that, is that like a fair assumption? I feel like we don't because in football, we're, we're not taught to like use help in tackles. We're taught to finish your tackle yourself. And transferring that over to rugby where it's more open field and you have to make your tackles on your own. There is no help. It's just, it's just not, it's, I wouldn't say it's an adjustment. It's just something that we naturally do. Right. And then another thing I was talking to Malik about yesterday that he kind of brought up is he was saying that sometimes, though, that could be a bad thing. He says, like, sometimes you guys are, are a little too hit-hungry and maybe, like, across the middle you make tackles you don't necessarily have to make. Is that something you see, too, or you kind of disagree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that because sometimes, like, say we're in a line and we're all shooting up. Someone may get too greedy. They want to make the tackle when it's not their tackle, it's someone else's tackle. We have the same thing to do that sometimes, but the coaches are trying to correct that. And that's what I was telling Malik, too, is like, there's way worse problems to have, right? You could have a team full of guys that don't want to tackle or a team full of guys that can't make one-on-one tackles. Uh, so that's that's not the worst thing to have in the world. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and then going back to your tries, David, do you have a favorite try that you scored this year? Um, A favorite try? I would think and Clemson after we ran the uh, where it was off of a scrum uh-huh. and basically in the middle of the field. I think that was my favorite try for the season so far. Okay. I thought you were going to say the one that was like a short side pass from Lene. You kind of walked the tightrope. That one, I like that one. That was a good one to watch. Yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> he also had a nice one, I think, against Belmont Shore where uh, your boy Dan Stone kind of took the brunt of a, of a big tackle and he – offloaded it kind of behind the guy's back that you that was a nice one too yeah i agree we could talk about your tries all day david i love watching you score tries it's 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 been very fun it's been very enjoyable for me uh so i I would recommend you keep doing that all right 
I'll, I'll keep it up. All right. I appreciate that, man. That's uh, that's good stuff. Um, <laughs> so, David, uh, do you have you kind of thought like have you realized that has it been like a moment that you you've caught the rugby bug? Is that fair to say? Um, I think yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. I feel like this game has grown on me a lot, and I see myself playing this for a very long time. Yeah. I never like I never knew in the last year that this is what I've been playing. I never thought in many years, but it's really grown on me, and I've enjoyed my time playing it. That's a, that's awesome to hear. Do you remember like was there a certain point where it kind of clicked for you that you know you realized like man this is a really fun sport? I honestly think it was the second bell punch for me. Yeah. I mean, where we just instead of just being uptight and about the sport, mm-hmm. we actually just start having fun. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I can tell it's kind of apparent when you you guys when you watch you guys play now. Um, I mean, even last week, it looked like everybody was having a good time uh, when they scored a try. You, had, again, had a big tackle on, uh, I think, the try that DJ scored, and I saw you in the video. You got down, you ran down there, you were pretty hyped. Uh, so it's it's kind of apparent, like, in the play now, and I think that's important. Yeah, I think more of us are starting to enjoy it, and we're starting to really become a, a solid team. Because before, Coach Mike would always say, we're, we're not a rugby team yet. But I think we made huge steps, and we're starting to prove ourselves that we are, in fact, the rugby team. Right, and I think, you know, you got a couple more opportunities coming up uh, this week and then throughout the season. Um, so, David, has, like, rugby incorporated itself into your goals now? Like, is playing rugby at the highest level part of your goals or or kind of, you know, where, what's your mindset now as we kind of get towards the end of the season here? Um, I think that my rugby goals have increased since the season has started. Like, I really started seeing myself. I want to play on that U.S. team and play for a World Cup mm-hmm. or even play on the Olympic team and play seven. I think that I can go further in life with rugby than I ever could with football, especially with the opportunities the opportunities that they give you. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just going to embrace it and just enjoy this, this path that's taking me on. Yeah, I think that's fair, and I think you're you're totally right to do that. Um, I mean, just from from watching you, the few times I've got to see you guys play, you have all the talent. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where you go with it. Uh, so I, I, that's all the questions I had for you, David. Thanks so much for your time, man. I usually leave the end open. If you want to mention anything, give a shout out to anybody or anything like that, feel free to do that now. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to my family and friends back at home. Thank you for always supporting me and being there for me. And I'm gonna continue to do great things. That's awesome, David. Thank you for your time, man. I really appreciate talking to you. All right, thanks, man. <laughs> All right, I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Colorado XO fullback David Still. Say it every week, but the guests make the show. I appreciate him taking the time out of his day to come talk to me a little bit. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Kind of fun to pick his brain, see like how he sees the field, how he scores tries, and then obviously talking about some of his favorite moments and some of my favorite moments that I've seen him make. So big shout out to David. Thank you for coming to chat with me. With that, we'll go ahead and jump into the required reading portion of the show. Uh, this was a funny article I saw, I think, uh, rugby wrap-up shared last week, so I wanted to make sure I included it in the podcast this week. But the title is Banned Rugby Book Back on the Shelves After More Than 50 Years. That's by Mitchell Hagman in the New Zealand Herald. And the book is called Why Was He Born So Beautiful and Other Rugby Songs. So it's kind of a funny article. It talks about why this book was banned. It's just kind of a you know funny rugby drinking song. I've priced the book on Amazon. You can find it, I think, for like 20 bucks. 
I've been kicking around the idea of buying it. I want to see what this book's all about. Um, but if you want to buy it new, because it is banned, it, you know, if you want to buy a pristine condition, brand new, uh, it's going to run you. It's going to be a couple hundred bucks is what I saw on the internet. I found a used one for 20 bucks on Amazon. Uh, I might buy it unless one of you guys comes and goes and beats me to it. Uh, so make sure you check that article out. I'll link the article in the podcast as always. Uh, so, so make sure you go and click the article on the dmvr.com. Make sure you check out all the other content while you're there. And that is a perfect segue to close the show out with the loop. Be sure to follow along with us at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. It's the best way to keep up with all the, the fire content we're putting out at the DNVR. Make sure you check out the DNVR.com. It's got everything covered for you. Broncos, Nuggets, Rockies, Avalanche, Buffs, Rams, Golf, literally anything you want to find is on there. Rugby, of course. It's going to be a big weekend of news with the NFL draft coming out. Uh, as I'm recording this, Aaron Rodgers is talking about wanting to get traded from the Packers. Hopefully he comes to the Broncos. That'd be my uh, ideal situation. So make sure you check out the website. It's where you can find all that stuff. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to promo, I'll be chopping it up with the fellas at Rugby Pick'em next week to preview the Exos match against the Hartford Harpooners. Make sure you check that out anywhere you can find podcasts. That's Rugby Pick'em. Uh, really funny show. Like I, I had Brendan on not that long ago. If you didn't catch that one, make sure you go check that one out. I'm looking forward to going talking to them. Looking forward to talking about the XOs. That's what I love to do, obviously. Uh, other than that, that's my show. Uh, enjoy the matches this weekend, everybody. I hope everyone had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend, and I will catch everyone back here next week. 